Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Inshallah, I thought I'd log in a minute early just to make sure that uh, we don't have technical debacle like we've had in the past, inshallah. Inshallah, you guys, if you can, can you hear me and can you see everything? Is it, is the stream happening properly? You like leave a comment in the comment section to see if it's working right or not. Inshallah. Anyone? MashaAllah, MashaAllah. Barakallahu feekum. Barakallahu feekum. Marhaban. Well, alhamdulillah, this is a great uh, fatah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alhamdulillah, mashallah, we were able to get this uh, 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 live stream going uh, by uh, Ruben Joseph Batista says much more clear than Facebook. There's, it wasn't 100% Facebook's fault. Um, and this is something I wanted to mention before uh, beginning, or I should say continuing with the dars, which is that, uh, you know, uh, alhamdulillah, um, I upgraded the internet significantly um, uh, in order to increase the, the uh, uploading bandwidth. And I went and purchased a new router and uh, several other components of new equipment to try to make the quality better. I um, have been looking into mics to try to get rid of some hissing uh, noises uh, in the background. And, um, you know, we're trying to make it better. Uh, so none of that is free. Um, so inshallah, if somebody would uh, like to participate and uh, help out with this process, inshallah, they can always go to ribat.org forward slash donate rabat.org forward slash donate i don't want to make any you know like everything into a fundraiser because you know people are not tuning into this darts in order to like <clears throat> get stuck up for money and probably a good number of people who will benefit from the darts are not in a position to donate anyway um, but if a person sees and appreciates or thinks that someone else could take benefit from it uh, do uh, uh, do go ahead and help out um, and this is one of the things sheikh amin actually mentioned in one of my talks with him um, near to the beginning of the lockdown he said that uh, um, he said that the you know the ulama oftentimes complain about you know that they should be consulted or they should kept, be kept in leadership this is the time to show leadership if people don't step up into the void and try to help out um, in this time then there's really no other time for them to do so so uh, you know for those those who are doing their part uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward them and give them madad um, and it's time for all of us to kind of step up and make things uh, push in the direction of the of, of what they need to be rather than what they are because uh, it's very interesting I hear a lot of people uh, you know they complain about the state of the the, the ummah and the state of the in particular the community here um, in the United States and they say oh when the elders passed then the new generation takes over they're gonna fix everything and my experience is actually quite the contrary um, the elders for whatever hang-ups they may have or may have had uh, 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 amongst them or amongst great numbers of them um, there's a lot of things that the youngers really don't have that the elders have and one of them is generosity um, that uh, their people like if their friend their friendships are real and if their friend called them and said hey put your house on a mortgage and like you know i need the money for this and that and the other thing they don't really question back and forth a lot they go ahead and do it um, and they take care of each other that way um, 
I'm obviously not asking anyone to do that. In fact, I'm encouraging you actively not to do that. In fact, if someone like some sheikh is like, hey, put your house up on mortgage and like send me your money, you know, just think about it. It, it may not be the greatest idea. Uh, but uh, uh, that doesn't mean that we don't need to step up. You know, we do need to step up and, and uh, uh, um, you know, help out with these things. Because if every sheikh has to pay for his stream out of his own pocket, then uh, you're not really going to have many sheikhs and you're not going to have many streams. And the type of people who will be doing this will be the ones who are um, adept at making money. And uh, that's a skill set that is very different than, than, than spiritual enlightenment and uh, uh, intellectual stimulation and uh, 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 you know, learning for the sake of Allah and ikhlas at the end of the day, um, you know, pure, pure, purity in your intention. Uh, and so, you know, but we do have to live in this, you know, we have to live in this dunya. So go ahead, inshallah, if you benefit and if you think there's some benefit in it, inshallah, um, go ahead and, and chip in whatever you're able to at rebot.org forward slash donate. And uh, 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 inshallah, <clears throat> uh, um, you know, if you're not able to yourself, but you know somebody who would appreciate something like this happening, go ahead and, and uh, chip into that or, or help out with that as well. So we continue. Uh, we continue where we left off. He says, "Women of Faraidi Rabbul Basari Anil Maharimi." So and so he mentions that it's also far because we think about farth as just being like five daily prayers or whatever. It's also farth to lower your gaze from those things which are haram. Rabbul Basari Ekafu Ainehi. عن نظر جميع المحارم أي المحرمات التي حرمها الله تعالى فلا يحل له النظر لأجنبية ولا لأمرد أمرد عفوا على الوجه التذاذ الإجماع على حرمة النظر بقصد الشهوة لغير الزوجة والأمة قال ابن شعبان النظر إلى الأمرد الحسن السورة على وجه التلذذ كالنظر إلى الشابة وأما النظر إليه بقصد بلا قصد التلذذ أو الخلوة به فلا حرمة مع علم السلامة على مقتضى مذهبنا ولكن السلامة في ترك ذلك ولا سيما لأصحاب الفضل المتأكد في حقهم المباعدة المباعدة عفوا من مظان التهم ولا يختص وجوب غض البصري عن المحرمات من النساء بل يتناول غضه عن النظر للغير على وجه الاحتقار أو على وجه تدبع أورات المسلمين من كل ما يكره مالكه النظر الغير إليه من كتاب أو غيره لخبر من نظر في كتاب غيره بغير إذنه, بغير إذنه فكأنما نظر في فرج أمه عوذ بالله والحديث رواه أبو داود ولكن بلفظ من نظر في كتاب أخيه بغير إذنه فإنما ينظر في النار أو قال إنه وقال إنه ضعيف كما قاله الصخاوي وقال التاج السبكي إنه دل على محظور ولم يوجد غيره 
فالاظهر وجوبه الانكفاء فيه يعني احتياطا وفي كلام الامام ما يؤيده قال شيخ قال شيخ الاسلامي في شرح الفيه العراقي قولنا على كل مكلف لان الصبيه لا يخاطب anyway so uh, this is an interesting discussion and this is a, uh, a, a discussion which is um, oftentimes overlooked in its entirety and even when it's discussed it's discussed in a very um, like pigeonholed fashion which is what that it is uh, uh, far just like it's far to pray five times a day just like it's far to um, you know uh, fast in ramadan etc it's far for everybody to uh, uh, avert their gaze uh, or to lower their gaze from everything that's haram from everything that's haram and so Nafrawi in his uh, commentary he mentions that uh, um, this includes all haram things this includes all haram things and uh, 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 the first thing that he mentions is not it's not uh, uh, permissible to uh, look at a, a, a woman who is neither your marriageable relative uh, nor your your wife now <clears throat> that's the beginning of the discussion um i guess if we were having this uh class like in berkeley or something like that uh people would say oh look it's the patriarchy and it's like assuming a male uh, uh you know a male uh, bias and blah 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 um yeah i guess maybe Maybe Nafrawi is a is a male, and uh, so is Ibn Abi Zaid. So, yeah, they probably write from a male perspective. But uh, uh, you know, if you read further, uh, uh, he will mention uh, that uh, uh, that just like it's haram for a a person to look at a woman who is not. Uh, a marriageable kin. He also mentions that it's also haram to look at a beardless boy, um, and definitely there, uh, you know, this masala comes in most fiqh books after a certain a certain length in a certain era, and uh, um, you know, it's statistically improbable that all of these books were written by homosexuals or pederasts. So that's one that's one issue. And the second issue is also that women also look at women as well. And you know, women also look at women with haram and men also look at men with haram, although it's not always exactly the same. And uh, there's 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 like there's a lot going on. Uh, there's a lot going on here. So he continues some of it will unfold on its own and then we'll add some comments uh, as uh, you know, as that process moves along, he says that it is har it's haram to look at a uh, a woman uh, uh, who is not one's uh, close relative. Uh, uh, mahram, as defined uh, um, in, in uh, other places uh, in the books of fiqh, nor uh, a person's wife. And uh, 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 that's 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 so that's with the intention of uh, deriving uh, some sort of like pleasure or charm uh, uh, of a, uh, a sexual nature 
or, or without that. So the rule is that it is haram for somebody to look at a, uh, a non-mahram of the opposite gender. And there are exceptions to that rule. What are the exceptions? Like for necessity, like for example, if you are um, in the court and you're a judge and you have to take testimony from somebody or you're out in the marketplace and the shopkeeper happens to be a, a person of the opposite gender, whatever gender it may be. Um, and there's a number of Sharia countenance necessities that are, um, you know, that are included in this, uh, in this, in this pool of exceptions. And this is one of the founding values of our, our civilization, which is that we recognize the fact that there is a sexual attraction between male and female. And unlike the Jews and unlike the Christians, we don't think about original sin or mankind being, uh, uh created in sin or that somehow uh, there's something inherently wrong with sexuality. Um, uh, rather, it is a, a creation of Allah Ta'ala and duality is a characteristic of the creation and unity is a characteristic, characteristic of the creator. Subhanallah, khalaq ala zawaja kullaha fima tumbitul ardu fi anfusikum, sorry, mimma tumbitul ardu min anfusikum mimma la ta'alamun that uh, uh, subhanallah exalted is Allah above blemish who created everything in pairs that comes forth from the earth and from yourselves and from those things you don't even know. And so we have, uh, for example, in, uh, uh, you know, even in the, like the most uh, microscopic, nanoscopic, picoscopic, fem femtoscopic uh, level, we have even subatomic particles which are paired we have orbitals which are paired. Uh, we have, uh, you know, that electrons inhabit. We have, even even in in the sub subatomic uh, level, we have things that that function with duality. And it's really interesting. Like, I'm not a physicist, so I'm not going to be like one of those like sheikh who talk about and they'll say, "Oh, this sheikh doesn't know what the hell he's talking." About. Okay, fine. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, I'm not claiming to talk about it with authority. I barely talk with authority about Maliki Fiqh. How am I going to speak about authority with physics or anything else? But um, they theorize, you know, or, or at least they think about, they, they vex about why is it from the four fundamental uh, forces that, uh, uh, that are there in the universe, the whatever, uh, strong nuclear force, weak nuclear force, electrostatic force, and uh, gravity. Why is it out of all of them gravity doesn't have a negative Right, gravity has an attraction, but it doesn't uh, have, uh, you know, it doesn't repel. And this is something that, like, you know, it's like somewhat counterintuitive to um, many physicists, and they think about that and they talk about it. And what the answer to it is, Allah knows best. But the point is that just the fact that the intuition of a person is that there should be some sort of uh, repulsion here. It's a sign that that people understand innately that duality is a uh, um, is a is a quality of the creation. And so it's beautiful. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made this system and he made people who are suited for each of these uh, two different natures uh, of, of a human being, just like of the uh, other creation. And it's beautiful that he, you know, if you think about the system of how you, how through this, uh, you know, cycle of life and death and mating and, and the independent assortment of genes and natural selection, that life is able to uh, like strive and thrive in a, a planet that's constantly changing. And uh, um, it's, you know, it's able to like get through insurmountable or otherwise seemingly insurmountable challenges.
Um, and so as Muslims, we, we embrace that and we, I guess, live through it in the best of ways rather than, rather than just discounting it as evil and it's from the dunya and oh, it's so horrible and just run like, you know, like, uh, like the plague from it because this is one of the things that the Nasara do. They, uh, um, you know, they consider celibacy to be a virtue and they consider sexual intercourse in all cases to be something that's evil um, and something that takes you away from, from God. And uh, why would, why would you be surprised that they do that? The Catholic church is in many ways more the successor of the ancient pagan Roman religion than it is of the teachings of Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam, although that's not totally true, but I think in a great, you know, in, in great, a great amount, it is true. And that's why, for example, Gandhi also like, you know, had this obsession with, with like abstinence from sexual pleasure and resisting sexual pleasure. Why, why do you want to resist it? It's something that is, it not only feels good, but it's also vital for the survival of the human race. Uh, and, and so uh, Islam just manages it in a way that's like not, um, you know, that's not harmful. Uh, rather than having people who are like, oh, look, I'm Superman, you know, like I'm not attracted to women or I'm not attracted to men or I'm not going to get married or I'm not going to any of these things because I love God and that's all I love and, and, and that's it. And then uh, thereafter, like, you know, spend uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars on like, uh, lawyers and dealing with like uh, priest scandals and cover-ups and all that other stuff and i'm not saying that to like to like mock catholics or whatever and we have pederasts and abusers in every community including the muslim community and it's a problem but it's not a systemic problem uh whereas uh, trying to cover it up makes it into what it makes it into a systemic problem and uh, and so we're not going to say that men and women are exactly the same there's a type of equality that they have uh, in the eyes of the law uh, and a type of spiritual equality that all human beings have share with one another, regardless of gender, race, etc. And, uh, uh, you know, we acknowledge those things. But like, you know, a man is a man and a woman is a woman. And uh, there's a certain type of proper interaction between them that's beneficial. And there's a certain type of interaction that's not beneficial. Saying this much makes me a demon of the patriarchy, according to uh, uh, many uh, people uh, who are, uh, I guess, the, the marids of, of the tariqah of, of modernism and postmodernism. So be it, uh, uh, you know, so be it. We're people who cherish the idea that uh, we know who our fathers and who our mothers are. And we are people who cherish the idea of growing up in a household with a father and a mother as much as we're able to. We cherish the idea of at least trying, making good faith effort to make uh, marriages work. We cherish these ideas and we see that there's benefit in them for society. And uh, a lot of modernity, uh, a lot of its uh, pressures are exerted on uh, uh, replacing the family as a, a central or as a center of authority and replacing it with the state. And it makes everything so difficult. It makes, look, just look at coronavirus right now, right? Uh, if you could deal with family units as integrated units, right? Not just nuclear family, extended family. People live with their extended families, right? And uh, um, you have, for example, like grandpa, grandma, you know, and uh, like seven brothers and sisters. Each of them are married and they have their family. So, you, you know, like uh, several hundred people in a compound together, which is not all that far from what the picture of economic uh, and material success looked like uh, not all that long ago. If you want to do a quarantine, it's very easy. 
you have uh, one or two designated people who go out and do the shopping and everybody else is in the compound children play with each other the women help each other out with the with what the women do the men help each other out with what the men do um you know the the classes go on the uh, you know everything like life by and large goes on as normal and you can um you can have like people take care of each other um in a way that allows them to survive whereas nowadays a lot of those functions we expect the state to take them over the state is the protector of, of people and their physical safety. The state is the source of education. The state is the source of jobs and careers. In the old days, um, a, a, a child would generally grow up to do the job that their father did, and they would uh, be trained for that from a young age. Um, now children have nothing to do with their parents. Uh, they want to go run as far away from their parents as possible, which is a byproduct of modernism because your new parents is the state. Now, I get the fact that some people are like, oh, look, you know, well, the family is abusive sometimes. And some people have abusive parents and some people have abusive, you know, uh, siblings and some people have abusive relatives and some people have abusive spouses, blah, blah, blah. OK, fine. Replace replace your your uh, annoying family with Donald Trump. You know what I mean? Replace your annoying family with Joe, Joe Biden. Or maybe if it's like, you know, if someone is really feeling that Chachu fever, you know, re replace your your family with Bernie Sanders. Still not a replacement for your family. Um, and that family unit cannot, cannot, cannot exist in any useful shape uh, or form when men and women have casual sex with one another. Not only because of children that are born without lineage, but because when you do want to have children, the relationship and the bond between a husband and wife does, it kind of becomes meaningless if, if uh, uh, you know, that thing that you should get from your, from your wife is you know, something that's basically being spilled about freely or from your husband for that matter is basically spilled about freely uh, in public. And I'll say very clearly, there are a lot of people who are uh, committing zina in our community more than we want to admit. And there are a lot of people oftentimes will like think about it like, you know, like people have problems, addictions to pornography or, you know, this and that type of stuff. Um, those things are probably nearly ubiquitous. And there's another type of uh, an aspect of zina, which is not like as animalistic. It's more human, but it's still wrong, which is emotional zina, that there'll be many uh, women that will form relationships with men and men that will form relationships with women that are not really normal or healthy uh, outside of the uh, relationship between a husband and wife. And because of that, the husband and wife don't get along with each other. Uh, and uh, people do that with their sheikhs and with their students and they do that with their co-workers and they do that with uh you know with uh, you know their classmates and things like that and it's just really 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 dysfunctional and it's like putting a piece of bread in water what happens when it soaks when you soak it too much it's going to start to disintegrate that that uh, that those relationships that are the the cornerstone of civilization the bedrock of civilization they start to disintegrate and uh um you know, uh, uh, a person, you know, modernist people are like, well, we don't need rules. We don't need people to tell us what to do. We're going to do what makes us happy. Well, the problem is this, is that there's a kind of like a tension about what makes you happy sexually as a human being. Um, one part of the tension is that we're, we're mammals like whales and like monkeys and like uh, dogs and like cats. We're mammals, right? Uh, this is not a plug for a human being uh, uh, being a descendant of apes, which is not what I believe. 
but according to zoology, we're mammals, right? We have a four-chambered heart. We're warm-blooded. You know, um, uh, genetically, we line up with with uh, uh, we we line up with the other mammals, and uh, you know, uh, that those are just objective facts. You know, um, whether or not a person believes in in in, in the descendant of, of of a human from from great apes or whatever, that's not an objective fact. We don't believe that. But it's an objective fact that we are we have these similarities with with the mammals, and so uh, um, we have the sexual urge like other mammals do. Uh, and but however, like what's different between us and other mammals? Unlike whales, unlike cats and dogs, unlike uh, lions and cheetahs and hyenas and uh, 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 you know all these other mammals. Um, you know, and there's nothing again. Like, there's nothing wrong with admitting that a human being is an animal. Uh, forget about animal. We're from the earth. Allah doesn't minha khalaqnakum wa fiha nuridukum minha nukhrijukum taratan ukhra. We created you from it, uh, uh, and we will return you to it. Meaning, when you die, you'll become part of the earth again. Wa minha nukhrijukum taratan ukhra. Genetically, we're not only similar to mammals or to other animals. I mean, literally, we have the same. Our proteins are made out of the same amino acids that trees and fungus are made out of. The bacteria and protein, the bacteria are made out of. That viruses like coronavirus are made out of. Um, you know, that's life. It's like it's life, right? Allah created mankind from one nafs, from one primordial soul. We're joined to that. We're connected to that. That's in a that's a spiritual fact. And we're animals. That's an objective fact. After that, I don't believe that we're descended from apes, and you don't have to in order to follow this discussion along with me. But at any rate, coming to the coming to the issue is that like we're like we are mammals, and we have these like mammal-like tendencies of like you know uh, mammals enjoy mating, like you know um, mammals enjoy it, and other animals from other branches of the like the tree of life enjoy it as well. But on the flip side, we have civilization, and civilization is built on what? On cooperation, and cooperation is what? It's a distribution of uh, uh, of of tasks and distribution and division of labor is what the the, the term I'm looking for. Is it depends on a division of labor. Division of labor means what? You know, I'm the person. I'm, I make shoes. And the next guy makes hats, and the next guy is a tailor, and the next guy makes bricks, and the next guy knows how to make those bricks into a wall and into a house, and another guy's a plumber, another guy's a carpenter, another guy's an electrician, another guy you know teaches books, another person troubleshoots IT. People do all these different things. That's how you get civilization because one person can't do all of those things alone. Uh, uh, one person cannot even build a house alone. Uh, or if they do, they're so specialized in house building, they're not going to be able to write the Ihya Ulum al-Din or teach Hadith or, or you know, uh, uh, they're not going to, you know, have the skill set that's necessary in order to, you know, stitch up a wound or treat the sick or do any of these things, right? Um, and so the issue is this, is that when you want to have a proper division of labor, um, you're going to have to have everybody able to specialize in the one thing that they're doing so well that they're really good at it and they're able to do it more efficient than others and to be able to focus on it right and in order to be able to focus on something you have to have a place to live you have to have something to eat you have to have your basic needs taken care of well what's a basic need uh, uh, a person's shahwa a person's sexual desire is a basic need 
and it should be fulfilled. You shouldn't have like these massive, like uh, huge gangs of young unmarried. And and frankly, you know, uh, uh, this is not a family friendly there. So if your children are listening, maybe it's time to let them, you know, go play or whatever. But you can't have like b b gangs of unruly, uh, uh, horny young men walking around. They're just going to cause trouble. They just cause trouble. They cause trouble wherever they are. They cause trouble. This is the same issue that you have in India. Why is it that you have this kind of like real super uh, nationalist or China for that matter, hyper-nationalistic uh, uh, um, um, ideologies that make very little sense, like logically, rationally. Um, and they have these young men that are basically just headstrong and crazy that are uh, willing to do all these irrational things for the service of that ideology just have all these young men and they have no place in life. Unfortunately, many parts of the Muslim world, unfortunately are like that as well. I'm telling me, uh, you know, I'm not being, you know, someone may say, oh, he's being racist against Arabs. I'm not being racist against Arabs. Okay. I'm an Arab myself, mashallah, uh, 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 both in, 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 in descent. Someone might say, oh, you're Paki, you're Pakistani. You talk, you talk, you read Punjabi poetry in your Dars of the Shamail. Our nasab is, is that of Arabs and Mashallah, even though uh, me and Abu don't really speak the Arabic real well, uh, but uh, Mashallah, we learned a, a little bit of like, you know, along the way. Alhamdulillah, Mashallah, we're Arabs as well. It's not a racist thing. Why is it? The, and it's it's not even an Arab issue. It's Mashariqa. It's the Arabs of the East, you know, like places like uh, Sham, Palestine, uh, Jordan, Lebanon, uh, Egypt. Uh, why, you know, why is it that it costs so much money to get married? Uh, do you think that's a really good thing for society? Absolutely not. You have all of these people that cannot afford to get married until they're the age of 40. Some of them can't afford to get married at all, ever. And, uh, uh, um, you know, so, I, you know, like, it's a darsa about Maliki fiqh, and we're getting questions about the malhama, mashallah, which I think is a very good indication, the fact that people are thinking about that right now. While, uh, you know, <coughs> there's a great deal of people who are worried about uh, feeding their families and keeping the lights on. Uh, you know, this, the thing is that then, you know, when you have a bunch of people who don't have families and they're not thinking about it, what is their mind frame? Their mind frame is malhama. And uh, uh, those people are able to, you know, like large numbers of people like that are able to do those things that are disruptive for society um, that, that usually family people uh, don't do and cannot do. It's not good for society. It's good for society for people to be married and to be stable in their homes and be satisfied with what they have. And that's why the Messenger of Allah, Allah is a very sagacious advice. He said what? He said, whoever amongst you, whoever amongst you goes to the marketplace and sees a, a, a woman and their uh, desires are inflamed, let him go home and fulfill his desire with his wife uh, um, uh, because he'll find with his wife the thing that he, he, he saw in the, in the marketplace. So the point is, the point is, is what? Is that if that person is not able to eat, are they going to be able to perform their task in the division of labor properly? No, they'll be hungry. They'll be out looking for food. They'll be stealing food in order to survive. The person who saves themselves, nobody can blame them afterward for saving themselves, right? If that person doesn't have a place to live, are they going to be a good doctor? No, because they're going to be cold. They're not going to be rested. They're going to, I mean, they're going to have a hundred problems because they have no place to live. Just like that, just like that, if a person is unable to fulfill their uh, uh, sexual desires properly, they're going to be disturbed and perturbed. They're not going to be able to function properly. This is why our Sharia has like so many like rules about this, that if a man, for example, refuses to make love to his wife, 
His wife doesn't have the unilateral right, according to the most of the schools of the Sharia. In fact, according to the, well, you know, like I don't know of any exception of this, right? That a woman doesn't have the right to unilaterally divorce her husband. However, if a husband withholds sexual uh, uh, fulfillment from his wife without any excuse uh, for more than a certain period of time, she has a right to go to the judge and 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 have her marriage annulled. And uh, uh, likewise, a man, you know, if he uh, if he's not finding fulfillment uh, uh, enough fulfillment uh, or a fulfillment that like will able you know make him able to function uh, function properly in society. Uh, he has he has the ability to marry uh, another woman in the Sharia and like fine, you don't want to do it, don't do it. If there's a sister listening to this, Darshan's like, oh my God, how come they keep bringing it up or what? I'm not saying you have to go and tell your husband, hey, you know, like my best friend from college is looking for you. Know, not that you don't have to do any of that. You don't even have to like it for yourself. I'm just saying the system is this: is that imagine there's a man somewhere who's not uh, fulfilled uh, properly, and I'm I'm not talking about you know. I'm not talking about uh, uh, you know somebody who doesn't bother to um, control themselves, somebody who doesn't bother to fast and doesn't you know doesn't try to control. But there are some people, some men are, are like that. Some women are like that. Their husband is not enough man for them. A woman cannot have several husbands because it will ruin the lineage of the children. You cannot know who who's uh, uh, you know which child is belongs to who. Someone might say, well, we have genetic testing nowadays. What if a woman marries two brothers or two cousins? Or There's all kinds of problems with it. Uh, uh, and that's just looking at it from a very cold steel science perspective. A human being is much more than just that. But there is accommodation in the Sharia through all of these different routes in order to what? Ensure that a person is also sexually fulfilled and sexually stable. Why? Because if they're not, they're just gonna cause. They're just gonna cause problems. They're just gonna like rove around in huge bands. They're gonna be up to no good, and they're going to then start to destabilize, uh, destabilize society. They're gonna be looking at the wives of other people. They're gonna be looking at other uh, women's husbands. They're gonna be doing things like you know. It's very strange. It's very bizarre. Like there are many respected individuals in Western society, like from from the church, that. For this reason that I'm mentioning right now, they praised the institution of prostitution. Why? Because they said if it wasn't for prostitutes, men would go and mess with the, uh, like, abuse uh, uh, or confuse or lure or trick or charm or whatever the wives of, uh, of other men who otherwise would be part of stable uh, family units and stable parts of society. Their idea is what is that these women uh, 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 who are prostitutes are women of low moral repute. So they may as well get their abuse out, take their abuse out on them so that the other women are no longer like, you know, getting flirted with by every guy who walks by, et cetera, et cetera, which I feel I find is like a complete moral failure. Why? Because it doesn't take into account the fact that those women are themselves uh, uh, the product of abuse most of the time and definitely the receivers of abuse. And it encourages immoral behavior on be behalf of men and sweeps it under the table and makes it somehow acceptable from society. And it doesn't solve so many problems. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, in the Dean, we have other accommodations that Westerners balk at. So for example, you know, just the first marriage itself uh, Westerners have have a problem with it, and the idea that a, a man should enjoy uh, 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 should enjoy having uh, 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 relations with his wife, Westerners balk at it. In fact, one of their uh, uh, one of their uh, objections against Islam is what you people are perverts because you have sex in Jannah, uh, and uh, um, 
it's like, look, you know, if it was so bad, uh, then your mother wouldn't have enjoyed it. You know what I mean? Uh, your mother wouldn't have done it. So just speak with a little bit of respect. Uh, and don't try to act like, you know, don't, don't try to pretend like you're uh, uh, like this, like uh, pure uh, uh, angel made out of light. Allah Ta'ala knows who fears him and who doesn't fear him. Otherwise, this is something that uh, all of us, uh, all of us have to deal with. So the point is, is this, for this reason, free mixing is haram between non-mahram men and women. And for this reason, looking is haram. For this reason, even pornography is haram. Now, there is a, a, a legal difference between looking at uh, the mahram of a, a, a non-mahram woman, like directly, and looking at a digital image. Okay, we make qiyas between one and the other. And so necessarily the, the original thing that the nas is there for its hurma, the, the text is there for its, uh, um, for its uh, uh, prohibition, by rational necessity, it will be more haram than the thing that we, that, that analogy is made with it. Although the thing that analogy is made with it is haram as well. And it's not just the fact, see someone might say like, well, I'm just looking at a screen right now. I'm not actually looking at a, a naked body. The problem is this is yes, you are just looking at a screen right now, but neurologically you're processing it as another human body. Spiritually, you're processing it as disobedience. And your spirit is becoming accustomed to disobedience. It's being taken away from the, it's being taken away from uh, 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 the, the, the mode of obedience and it's moving toward the mode of disobedience. As a living being, you're starting to, uh, you're starting to move toward the, 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 the model of the other animals in terms of how the male and female uh, interact with each other versus the human model, which is a civilizational model. It's a model that needs civil, that civilization needs in order to function. It's the model that is based on uh, on on division of labor, and it's in the uh, the model based on civilization being predicated on having a stable and happy and thriving uh, family. Uh, and so you undermine that, you know, you undermine that when you uh, uh, when you break any of these norms. And I get the fact that, like, you know, there are some women who will be like, well, when men and women can't freely interact with one another, then like, that's no fair to me. Or I get the fact that there are many men who are like, well, men, when men and women can't interact free, freely, that's no fair to me. I get that. I get the fact that there are people who want to interact with the person of the people of the opposite gender. Many of them do for uh, for reasons of sexual desire many of them claim that they don't for reasons of sexual desire and it's disingenuous and many of them claim that they don't for sexual desire for for reasons other than uh, sexual desire and they've fooled themselves but that's what it is and some of them even it's not for reasons of sexual desire some of them it really is for legitimate uh, 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 reasons morally uh, you know uh, whether it be the desire to treat people with equality or with a type of respect that they think in their mind is necessary for equality or whether it's for some other, you know, uh, Sharia countenance to benefit, uh, you know, in a, if it was looked at uh, um, without reference to the, 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 the issues that we just talked about right now, that for example, like what if there's a woman who knows a lot about a particular art or a particular science and I want to benefit from her 
um, uh, the Sharia doesn't stop you from benefiting from her, but there's definitely an, an impediment as a man from benefiting from her, and there's an impediment as a woman from benefiting from the knowledge of a man. What's the, so we recognize? I recognize that that's also the case. I think it's the case for a diminishingly small number of people, but it is the case for certain people. There are certain women of scholarship that I would love to be able to freely sit with, but I'm not able to. There are, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 you know, there are probably sisters who there are mashaykh that they would love to freely be able to sit with and take from, like the men are able to, but they're not able to. What's the problem? The problem is you have to put all these things in the scale pan and you have to look what is the net benefit and what's the net harm. And if the net harm in something outweighs the net benefit, then what happens? Uh, then we don't do those things. And this is also an usuli principle that dar ul mafasid yuqaddamu ala jalb al-manafi' that warding off harm is, is, is prioritized over uh, gaining benefit when the two are equal, when the two are equal. And this is not like a mutlaq rule. I mean, sometimes like, for example, there's a little bit of harm in a very, very minute amount of harm in something that's really like a universe of benefit in. We're not talking about that, but when the two things are equal, then what do we do? We give priority of, uh, of warding off harm over, over garnering uh, uh, benefits. Uh, and it's it's it, you know the reason for that is is very elegantly summarized by Imam Nawawi in his Riyadh Salihin when he's talking about uh, when he's talking about uh, you know deciding whether you should say something or not in a, in a particular situation. He says, "Lianas salamata la yusawihi shay." la yusawihi shay. That being safe from harm, there's no there's nothing uh, uh, there's nothing that that matches it. There's nothing that matches it. It's literally the 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 quality of jannah, the jannah dar salam being free from harm or blemish. Nothing nothing matches it. It's 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 it is the the, the maqsad that all of us are striving for. It's the goal that all of us are striving for. And I know like this is like someone's like, well, Sheikh, you said Maliki fiqh, and now uh, 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 you know you're going off on this tirade. It's not a tirade. Why? Because it's making you understand why this hukum is what it is and why it's important. And further than that, uh, and we mentioned that it's always usually when we talk about ghadul basr lowering the gaze from what's haram, it's it's in a heterosexual context. Okay, we mentioned it in the homosexual context as well, right? And it's also in a non-sexual context as well. And that's the part that we oftentimes uh, 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 miss out, which is what, which is that looking at the haram as haram for things other than just uh, of a sexual nature looking at somebody with the eye of jealousy haram look away if you're going to be jealous of people don't mix with them what else is haram if someone is doing a a, a sin and uh, you're looking at it in a way that you're pleased with it this happens all the time so and so is you know their income is haram but you're like oh look at their how nice their car is and how nice their suit is and how nice they talk and whatever that's haram look away from it that they were through their eyes seeing the, the, the calf, the kufr, the disbelief of even looking at that idol was, uh, was they were made to drink it into their hearts. 
by the way, someone asked what's a good book for studying Maliki Fiqh, and uh, uh, Brother Malhama, mashallah, answered that uh, uh, the Muatta of Imam Malik, the Muatta is not a book of Fiqh, and uh, 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 you're going to learn almost nothing about Maliki Fiqh by, by reading Muatta. As a beginner, there are a number of, uh, 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 there are a number of uh, uh, books that you can read, a couple of which are translated into English. Uh, one is uh, uh, Ali al-Iraqi's uh, Al-Murshid al-Mu'in, his translation of, of, of Al-Murshid al-Mu'in. I think it's like someone can put a link up to it for one where it's uh, available. Um, I think it's like an introductory to Maliki Fiqh, etc. If you can learn Arabic, then the Risa'at ibn Abi Zayd is a very uh, good book to, uh, to learn from. Um, that's a whole other discussion. I want to finish the train of thought I'm on before getting distracted too much. Uh, Sheikh Musa Jazakumullah Khairan actually upgraded my uh, upgraded my internet, bought a new router, bought like a bunch of stuff in order to try to make the clean the stream up. But coming back to to, to what we were talking about from before, it's haram to look at. It's haram to look at all of all of the haram is haram to look at. You know, if someone's mocking another person, you know, it's haram to look at them with the eye of pleasure. You know, it's haram if you're a person and I'm racist against purple people. It's haram to look at a person, purple person and look down at them. The Ayn al-Haqara, the Nadr al-Haqara, he mentions this, the, the ihtiqar, the, uh, uh, the, the, uh, the, the uh, looking at somebody as if they're detestable. This is haram. And the only thing that you can look at as detestable is that thing that Allah and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said is detestable. So if you don't like people from a particular country, that's your problem. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't make uh, being from a particular country a reason that you can detest people. Um, even sins themselves, we, we look uh, with the eye of uh, 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 detest uh, uh, at the sin uh, and, and pray for the person to, to stop and for the person to make tawbah. And uh, uh, this is the mistaq of the hadith of the Nabi sallallahu narrated in Tirmidhi uh, that let not a person look down on his brother for a sin that he commits. Um, and he mentions that the punishment for the person who does that is what is that they won't die until being tested and tried from, or tried by that same, uh, 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 from that same sin. Meaning what? If you, I mean, they, not only is that haram to look down on another person, even if they're a sinner, especially your Muslim brother, that, that, that the punishment of that is what? Because one thing is to look down on the sin, that's an obligation. The second thing is to look down on the person. The punishment of looking down on the person is what? Is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala punish you by making you commit that same sin that you're looking down at that person for from before. And uh, uh, this is where aqidah is very important in understanding your fiqh. That haram is bad, sin is bad for sure. But if you become so Protestant about your, uh, your hatred of sin, that, that you uh, uh, look down on people for a particular sin that's in, in a way that's worse than kufr, then um, you know, you're going to run afoul of the spiritual system of Islam. You're going to run afoul of the creedal system of Islam. And that's going to force you, that's going to force you even despite your, your, your uh, lack of desire to do so, it's going to force you uh, against your own self to run afoul, uh, afoul of the legal system of Islam. Because we made Islam all into fiqh, and fiqh is important. But uh, we made uh, Islam, we made Islam into uh, uh, just a, 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 a law, and we forgot the intellectual bedrock that it's built on and the spiritual uh, earth on which that bedrock is laid. Um, and uh, uh, so it's, yeah, it's haram to look down on people, 
you know. And I think that uh, um, in 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 many ways, uh, um, in many ways, a, a person who uh, looks down on other people, you know, a person who looks down on people from a particular country or from a particular background or of a particular social class or of a particular caste or of a particular color or of a particular uh, uh, economic status or that has a particular passport or doesn't have a particular passport. We have these ridiculous things in the Muslim world. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. You know, some of us should carry umbrellas with us so that the rocks that really are like on the verge of raining down in the sky and bashing our heads in because of how egregious these things. We have certain, literally, we have certain Muslim countries with Iyadu Billah. A kafir, if they did it, it's bad enough. A Muslim doesn't make no sense whatsoever. They'll literally uh, uh, um, give you different protocol in different places because of your passport. Uh, uh, and Allah Ta'ala in his book who is the king of kings and to whom sovereignty belongs Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is what uh, uh, is uh, uh, is the one who says in akramakum inda Allahi atqakum that the most honored of you are the ones uh, uh, the most honored of you in the eyes of Allah Ta'ala are the ones that, that fear Allah the most so looking down on people because of any of these things I you know I, I I would say, and you know, mashallah, I guess we have a couple of students of knowledge and Sheikh Mufti Musa is on, you know, at least was on for a minute. If he's still on, you can tell me if you have a difference uh, uh, of opinion or you think this is out of line for me to say that there are certain things that people look at, certain harams that they look at and they they uh, agree with or they 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 uh, look with certain sins of uh, of arrogance and takabur and, and looking down on people and ihtiqar and belittling people that literally probably would have been a, a less of a sin for that person to watch pornography than it would have been for that person to look down on another human being with this satanic like arrogance that people look at each other uh, 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 and uh, inshallah when, when are you going to come back to Toronto uh, inshallah when the zombie apocalypse is over if any of us are still alive inshallah we'll meet in happiness inshallah and I'll also apologize and I'll try to be nice to you. Barakallah fikum. Um, <laughs> but the the point, the point, the point that was being made, I think it's it's something that we should think about. And the the another of a person, the eyes of a person, uh, and the, the way you look at things, it's really uh, it's it's really important. You know, it, it's what made the companions who they are, that the Prophet looked at them and they looked back at the Prophet. That's what made them. That's what made them the companions. The the rabbis they say what they. It's very interesting. It's very interesting. Some of their bayans I listen on YouTube. I probably should be doing something better with my time, but uh, they mentioned this one thing that uh, uh, that uh, the Cain and Abel, Habil and Qabil, uh, 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 Allah Subhanahu wa Taala taqabbala min ahadihima wa lam taqabbal min al akhir. Uh, 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 that Allah Ta'ala accepted the sacrifice of one of them and didn't accept the sacrifice from the other. They mentioned this, that, that the reason the sacrifice wasn't accepted was that when it was put on the altar, he looked up, uh, 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 you know, and he, he looked up toward the heavens with the gaze of, uh, of, no, uh, of having no adab. And uh, uh, that's why his sacrifice wasn't accepted. And uh, looking at people, looking at things in the wrong way is a very toxic practice. And we're people who believe that a human being has a spirit. We're not just like a random collection of, you know, proteins uh, uh, that, that, that happen to assemble themselves in a particular way 
and uh, that happens to be animated and like fooled itself into being alive. You know, if you believe that, then like, you know, I should take your wallet and run with it because there's no real moral reason I shouldn't. Um, and even then, like, who's to say that, you know, uh, I, as a, a Hamza exists, that I should be morally responsible for taking the wallet. Anyway, this just degrades into like a, a whole like philosophical discussion. But the point is, is what is it? We don't believe that. We believe that you're a human being. You have a ruh, you have a spirit inside. What you look at has a big effect on, on who you are. And uh, he's saying right now, Sheikh is saying right now that uh, uh, that that uh, it's 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 far to avert your gaze from uh, from the haram. Um, every every negative thing, there's another side of the coin, which is a positive thing as well. Which is what if looking at bad stuff in a bad way is bad and toxic for your spirit and it's haram and it's a sin then looking at good stuff is good so go ahead you know grab grab the books of ilm look at them read them you know uh, in whatever language you're able to look at the mushaf and read it look at the letters of it you know go look at the masjid right now most massages are locked will Allah protect us Allah will open our masajid up for us again one day soon Look at it from the outside if you can. Go and look at it from the inside. You know, look, go, go home. If you're married, go look at your wife. If you're, uh, you know, go look at your husband. You know, uh, look at your children. Look at your parents. Say, these are my, my mama and baba. Allah Ta'ala commanded me to respect them. So I look at them with the eye of respect right now. You know, some people, you can't win with your relatives. You can't win with your parents. You can't win with your husband. You can't win with your wife. You know, so just look at it. You don't have to say anything. If you say anything, they'll probably yell at you. Right, if you're in that situation, just look at them. You know, look at look at the good. Look at something that's permissible. You know, if you like eating a hamburger and there's a halal burger in front of you, just look at the uh, 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 just look at that thing and say, "This Allah allowed me to look at it." And Alhamdulillah. Uh, and there's there's great spiritual benefit in those things. And what's even higher than looking at a burger or whatever, right? Go find the Ahlullah, go find the Ulama, go find the Awliya, go find the Atqiyah, the people who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the people who are practicing what they preach, the people who Allah ta'ala chose their hearts to be the receptacle of this knowledge. Go look at those people. Go go, go look at those people and think about it, that, Ya Allah, all those things I wasted, Allah, Allah, I wasted my eyes on looking at from the haram, whether it's sexual or whether it's arrogance or whether it's, uh, uh, you know, belittling, uh, 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 you know, those things Allah made haram. And so I, you know, looked at something that I shouldn't have looked at or I looked at it as someone committing a sin and thought it was funny and laughed at it or whatever. Say, now, Ya Allah, this is my toba for that, that I'm looking at the people, right? That that I'm looking now at your, your manifest signs that are, uh, that are housed and carried and that the custody of which is uh, inside the hearts of the people who are given knowledge and uh, look at it and benefit and go up in rank you know not everything is haram not everything is sin not everything is going to send you to hell and destroy you uh, anyway so that the, those masail inshallah i think we we took up our Time talking about this. We'll talk about them later. Mufti uh, Musa, he mentions, he says, making tawbah from an individual uh, instance of ihtiqar, of looking down on somebody and its lasting influences seems to be much harder than making tawbah from an 
individual instance of looking at the haram. Both come from deep-rooted problems, and it can be very difficult to compare them. Someone asked about how to weigh things. Al-Iz ibn Abdus Salam, Sultan al-Ulama, rahimahullah ta'ala, qaddasallahu sirahu. He said that uh, he gives many things to consider, like wrongs that affect the individual being uh, worse than wrongs that affect another person too. Expressing ihtiqar or looking uh, down uh, on somebody hurts the person who expresses it, um, the person who it is about, and the person who hears it. Looking at the haram hurts the one who looks and does not necessarily hurt the one who's looked at. Um, I, yeah, it's possible in that, and 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 it's possible uh, that it does hurt that person as well. Al-Izz ibn Abdul Salam gives many other things to examine when just weighing the two acts. That was just one aspect to look at. So yes, it's definitely a more uh, it's a it's a more complicated uh, uh, issue. Uh, it's not a straightforward issue. Uh, at the at the risk of becoming Masood Wahidi's next meme, uh, I might uh, uh, I might uh, say that there's more nuance to the issue. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, yeah, there's a lot to look at. I mean, the, what I was saying was it was merely. It was based on, I remember reading uh, Hafiz ibn Hajar. Uh, uh, I visited one of my Asatiza's classmates, and so he grabbed out a, a small book by Hafiz ibn Hajar called Isti'dad li yawm al-ma'ad, or something like that. Uh, uh, um, uh, preparation for the day that you return to Allah Ta'ala. And uh, uh, he mentioned something very simple, uh, just that I was uh, urging the people to consider. I, uh, Mufti Saab, your kalam is, is based on what? On the Qawaid al-Kubra of Sheikh Ibn Abdul Salam, or uh, is it from, from, uh, from somewhere else as well? Uh, but at any rate, so... Uh, Reading that for al-istidad liyom al-ma'ad, it he mentions this. He says that if you commit a sin, he said one of the aslaf said it. I think it was Sufyan al-Thawri, but it maybe have been someone else. Mashallah, based on the Qawaid al-Kubra and Sughra. Mashallah, we have the of reading reading it and reading other books together one day soon. Inshallah. He mentions that one of the aslaf said. That if a person commits a sin, if you commit a sin based on your shahwat, on your on your uh, uh, carnal desires, uh, repent from it and hope for Allah's forgiveness. Uh, um, and if you commit a sin uh, uh, based on arrogance, repent from it and fear Allah will never forgive you. Uh, and that's the reason for that is that the mistake of Sayyidina Adam alayhi salam was uh, one uh, of, of, of desire and the, the sin of Iblis was one of arrogance, of takabur. Um, and uh, definitely there is more, uh, 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 there's more, um, there's more to look at in everything. Uh, things are not like, like so super simple, cut, cut, cut and dry, black and white. Um, uh, but uh, that was just, I guess, the one angle that I was, I was looking at, uh, at it from. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, uh, protect us Allah Ta'ala protect us like a mother protects uh, the newborn baby from everything that distances us from him, uh, uh, from everything that, that uh, cuts us off from him, from everything that poisons our relationship with him, from everything that poisons our deen and poisons our, 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 our hereafter. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. There's just so much like, there's just so much uh, harm out there. Uh, Allah protect us from it and uh, purify us from from, from it. And uh, Allah ta'ala give us khair. Mufti Sahib says, istihqar, uh, belittling or thinking little of somebody if expressed is likely going to be tied to riba and namima, backbiting and tail bearing as well and other things. And he says that it's going to be tied into other vices as well. Uh, Allah Ta'ala protect us from all of these things that will steal our iman and that will make our, our, our portfolio crash before we have to retire to Jannah. Allah Ta'ala protect all of us. Allah Ta'ala lift and raises uh, ibtila, uh, uh, this calamity from the heads of uh, the Ummah of Sayyidina Muhammad Sallallahu from the heads of the creation. Um, you know, we talked a real big game tonight. Uh, as we do every time we crack the books open um, because that is a, uh, you know, just thinking about that mode of living and that mode of being free from sin and uh, and spiritually thriving. It's, uh, it's, uh, um, it's, it's, it's real big talk. And, you know, when the camera is done and when, you know, we all uh, go our separate ways, then Allah knows what the reality is. Uh, but, uh, you know, take heart, inshallah. That even sitting and thinking about that goodness, you know, together for 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 the couple of minutes that that we sit in this dars or in other durus or other halakat uh, of dhikr or whatever, it's a great ni'mah and a blessing from Allah Taala. And there's great khair and there's great nur that comes from it, and there's great benefit that comes from it. So Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, because of the barakah of this act that we came together for His sake in order to learn something, and um, in order to remember something uh, 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 better. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us our sins and ward this calamity off from our heads and open our masajid again and uh, uh, give us the tawfiq of dying, living by iman and dying by iman. Uh, wa sallallahu ta'ala wa sallam ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.